morning. It's a little weak. Good morning. That sounds better. That sounds much better. This indeed is a glorious day. Each and every day is a glorious day. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord with our brothers and sisters. With so much going on. This week's Torah portion is entitled Todat, meaning generations. Sibling rival begin with Cain and Abel. It was evident with Isaac and Ishmael, and now with Esau and Jacob. And we see God's sovereignty at work through the lives of his chosen people. Chapter 25 focuses on Isaac and his family. He was 40 years old when he married Rebekah. He experienced infertility like her mother-in-law, Sarah. So Isaac prayed, and after 20 years, Rebekah became pregnant. This pregnancy was not merely by human effort, but the fulfillment of God's covenant to bless and increase Abraham's descendants. As Rebecca's pregnancy advanced, the twins struggled within her. She appealed to Anna, who told her she was carrying two rival nations, one of which would be stronger than the other, and the oldest son would serve the younger. At birth, the struggle continued as Jacob clunged to Esau's heel. The twins were very different in appearance. Esau, very red and hairy, and Jacob, smooth skin. As they grew older, they also grew apart. Esau became a skillful hunter. Jacob, a peaceful man, preferring to live in tents. Esau, because of his hunting skills and cooking of beef dishes, my God, I love beef, was favorite, was Isaac's favorite, but Rebekah favorite Jacob. One day, Esau returning exhausted and extremely hungry from a hunt, offered to trade his birthright to Jacob for some lentil soup and bread. In that moment, Esau considering his birthright to be of little value. This should caution us as Hebrew 12 says, never to make the mistake of allowing our physical satisfactions to take precedence over our relationship with God. In chapter 26, Isaac moved his family to Gerar in Felicia because of a great phantom. Adonai appeared to him there, instructed him not to go to Egypt, and reconfirming the covenant he had made with Abraham to be with him, to give him all the land of Canaan, innumerable descendants, and to make him a blessing to the world. What Adonai promised to Abraham now extends to Isaac and his descendants. While in Gerar, Isaac lied about his wife being his sister, 
as Abraham had done because he feared for his life. But King Abimelech became aware of the lie and was angry because, of the, because one of his men had slept, because if one of his men, rather, had slept with Rebekah, his entire kingdom would have been guilty before God. Abimelech warned everyone, whoever touches this man or his wife will be killed. Isaac and Rebekah were thus protected by God. Adonai caused Isaac to become very powerful and wealthy. His land was vast. His flocks and herds multiplied, as did his family. He was envied by the Philistines, who constantly stopped up his wells with dirt. Eventually, Abimelech became fearful and asked him to leave the region because he became too powerful. So Isaac left the city of Gerar, camped for a short time in the adjacent valley, and later moved to Beersheba. There, Adonai appeared to him again, reaffirming his covenant. Isaac built an altar to Adonai in worship. Meanwhile, Esau continued to displease both God and his parents by marrying two Hittite women. His descendants, the Edomites, later brought bitterness and affliction to Israel. Chapter 27 describes a now very old and blind Isaac, intending to give his older son Esau the patriarchal blessing before he dies. Isaac instructs Esau to hunt wild game and prepare a tasty meal for him, after which he will bless him before Adonai. Rebecca overhears the conversation and immediately informs Jacob, devising a scheme to deceive Isaac. She has Jacob bring two young goats from the flock and prepares Isaac's favorite meal. She instructs Jacob to make the meal to his father, but clad in Esau's clothing, and his father would eat and bless him instead of Esau. The plan seemed to have worked. Isaac gave Jacob the blessing of the firstborn. Furious to learn of the deception, Esau planned it to murder his brother as soon as their father died. He believed Jacob and deprived him of a double inheritance. Learning of Esau's intent, Rebekah advised Jacob to flee to her brother Laban, home in Haran, and to stay there until Esau anger subsided. This would also prevent Jacob from choosing a Hittite wife. It's, inter it's interesting that Jacob would live for a time, live for a time where his grandfather Abraham had sojourned. In chapter 28, before sending Jacob away, Isaac warns Jacob not to marry any Canaanite women but to find a wife from among his uncle's daughters. He blesses Jacob and prays that Adonai would continue the covenant blessings to him. With countless descendants and many nations, the Abrahamic covenant once passed to Isaac now continues through Jacob. That covenant included the land. Let me say that again. 
That covenant included the land. This covenant is Israel's destiny. And no man, government, or nation can change that fact. In conclusion, Anani was advancing his covenant purposes through Abraham, Isaac, and now Jacob. His plans was accomplished through his adversities in Jacob's life. Sometime trials, circumstances, adversities, they come to help build our faith, thank God, and draw us closer to the Lord. True spiritual growth and progress usually develops through times of adversity and struggle. Adonai put a desire for the birthright in Jacob's heart. Yes, he deceived his father, yet he loved the things of God and was chosen to carry on the covenant. Esau's mentality was characterized by poor choices and poor judgment. He didn't value his spiritual birthright. Trading it away for a meal and marrying foreign women. What a stark contrast between the two. If you think about it, we're no different. Sometimes we're dishonest, selfish, and seek physical pleasure rather than spiritual growth. When this happens, we become vulnerable to sin and defiant of God's word. But make no mistake, our choices determine our future. Let us make good and wise choices by studying God's word, serving one another in love, and praying for one another constantly. Remember, Ananias chose us for his purpose before all time through the new covenant. Through the new covenant. And in this covenant, we are blessed through Messiah Yeshua in this life and in the world to come. May God's word motivate us to take this message to those that are not saved. We have the answer, not the world. God bless you.